Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the live match reaction here on the Rangers Rabble as I tried to be a wee bit fancy with the intro and I messed it up, but there you go. Um, my name is Martin Douglas and tonight I am joined by Scott Kennedy and Greg Campbell as we're here to discuss Rangers qualifying for the last 32 of the Europa League after a, a somewhat difficult and then easy game against Standard Edge, Scott, Greg, welcome guys and listen, let's jump right into it and actually before we do, I think Scott, we have to pay homage to Alan McGregor who is now our leading European appearance maker Absolutely, and we do, I mean he's been in in his first first self, you know you can really appreciate some of the things that he made some of the real famous notable ones and then he's come back for his second spell and I think he's been the the rock that has allowed us to propel and progress throughout Europe over the last three seasons. So he's been, it's, it's not just a token gesture that he's managed to be here for that long. He's been an integral part in every successful European campaign that we've had while he's been here. So well done him. 
I know, and you know, sorry, just to harp back to that that intro. I was thinking about that intro all day, and I couldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> so I but, 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 Greg, listen, for people of our generation, um, we kind of look back at like your Andy Gorums. I mean, actually, I don't know how old you are, but I'd imagine you're old enough to have seen Andy Gorum, and we think, you know, he's the, the greatest ever goalkeeper that we've seen. But, you know, Alan McGregor's not far off that. You know, his performances in his first spell and since he's came back have been nothing short of phenomenal. Oh, definitely. I, as I say, I remember Andy Gorham and seeing him kind of live a couple of times and it's just absolutely incredible to see. But McGregor's seemed to have kept that kind of level going as well. I remember kind of saves against, I think it was, was it Wedder Bremen away we played? And McGregor made a top save about mm-hmm. three yards out and just for the end, yeah. it's like, that's just incredible. And then... It's just continued and he's just been the pinpoint to render success, I think, throughout Europe. He's just really drove the team forward and especially away from home and stuff when it's maybe hostile atmospheres and tough. He's just really kind of got us through with vital saves. Um, but uh, he's, he's, if he's just started his career, I see he's just, he still doesn't seem as if he's given up anytime soon. It's amazing. No, he's been absolutely fantastic and a, and a well-deserved record. I think it was Barry Ferguson that held it before him. But, right, listen, just before we get into talk about the game, for anybody watching, get your comments in and we shall respond as well because you can keep the, the stream going. Um, but, Scott, talk us through that game. <laughs> I don't know where to start. <laughs> appropriate, appropriate one is probably the slow start at the beginning. Um, do you know what? I think... It, I listened to some of the post-match uh, remarks by uh, Koisty and he made a really valid point that this game was all or nothing for Standard Liège and they really came out and they showed that. Um, you know, I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting a fast start, but they literally threw everything energy-wise they had at us for the first 20, 25 minutes and it really showed. I mean, we were... I would, this is the thing, right? I've watched and compared <laughs> the teams like Liverpool in Europe, and what Liverpool do, they really, really time uh, when to use their energy really well. And I felt like we were doing something similar. Now it's not, it's not pleasing to watch, but as soon as you get drawn into that, uh, right, start chasing, matching them for 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 pace and energy, you can end up being torn apart a little bit. And I think we were just trying to ride it out, keep our shape, keep going. But the disappointing thing was, I think, we didn't retain the ball as well as we should have done. Um, the ball wasn't sticking up top, and that can relieve some of the pressure and probably take the sting out of their their energy. But we didn't do that. But then we kept kept plugging away. Uh, yeah, we, we got the equaliser. Great header. Yeah, probably against the run of play. I always felt like after that point, and I know they scored 40 seconds later, uh, I always felt after that point we'd probably take control of the game. I think uh, that goal really good. Uh, for, really fortunate to get the equaliser and then the second half, well, I was proved right. I yeah, tell you what, Scott, ju- 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 just before you go into the second half, right? Just before, let, let's just actually stick on the first half very quickly. And look, Greg, Scott sums the first half up really well there. But were you after the start we've made to this season, the games that we played this season, and how good we've looked? Was that as a kind of shocking surprise for you? Just how poor we were on the ball as well as trying to win the ball back. I think it was. I I think because we are usually kind of 
a fast starting team. Like we really, really get kind of get a hold of the ball and kind of contain the midfield and really on the front foot. So to have for the first time this season, I think to be really up against that and a team going right. I know what Rangers do, and we're going to play them at their own game and use the pace and energy against them. It was really quite surprising. Um, yeah, just I don't know, just the simple passes, just the simple even trying to keep possession. We weren't really doing passes were going astray, and they were running the ball back quickly. And Scott was saying like retention of the ball would just never seem to be there. And it was really really surprising, but I think that was down to obviously what Scott was saying as well at like standard Lages approach that they had to win the game. So I think that had a big impact that they had to go for the win. So it was really they made it really difficult for us, but it was really surprising for us. From your point of view, aye. Is, 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 it, is it fair to say, Scott, that the first goal comes from the first standard goal, I should say, sorry, comes from a, a lack of concentration between Tav and Goldson? I, I don't know how cold it is in, in Glasgow and in London, but it but it felt like, well, looked like <laughs> the, the defenders' boots were made of ice, ice blocks, and they just couldn't get moving. They couldn't move quick enough. Tav, yeah, I, it is my feeling that Tav's kind of carried, he's ignored the Falkirk game and carried on from Benfica where he's just kind of not at his particular sharp or best and he's perhaps caught a bit flat-footed, but but then Goldson's completely, completely done, completely done. Um, Balogun perhaps could have come across it. It, it, it was just a horrific... Horrific piece of defending that doesn't ordinarily happen. So I, I might give him a pass. I'll, I'll sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously the second goal for standard, Greg, or as Alex Ray would say, standard, which honestly does my boxing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is, is, is it just a case that it was a fantastic ball in or should we have closed closed them down, the, the boy down before he managed to get the cross in? Or again, was it that area between Tav and Goldson? Um, I I think to be fair, it was a fantastic cross, but I think it was Kamara. It was out in that area, and I think for he seemed he could have got tighter because I think kind of halfway through the cross came in, he kind of turned his back. But I think if it was a bit closer, then he could have maybe have blocked mm-hmm. it. But I think definitely Tavernier was kind of wrong side of his man at the back post. I think if he does look at that again, I think he could have thought that right, I could be the other side and cut that out. Um, he was maybe not expecting the quality of the ball, but definitely I think we could have. We could have cut the cross out. I think Kamara should have been tighter, but just one of the things we're not used to seeing this season. It's weird to kind of you don't want to slag him off. Tavin has been absolutely outstanding, so you're like Scott. We'll sleep on it. Do you know what I mean? We'll let him off. <laughs> that one, but aye. Well, obviously, this is instant match reaction, you know, and we are happy. People watching, we might just not seem it, but we are very happy. But only the Rangers goals then, Scott. Obviously, the first one's a corner, great header for Goldson, and the second yeah. one's a penalty. But it, it can't be said enough, the pressure that must have been on Tav for that penalty. And yet again, he steps up, cool as you like, slots that way for two each. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first goal, Barisic's delivery, absolutely class. Always class. Unlucky not to get a goal himself. Uh, Goldson climbs, towers above everyone else. He did that a couple of times again. Powers ahead, they're in. Brilliant. Um, the Tav's penalty, I'm going to be honest, I, you know, after I thought he struggled against Benfica and I thought he was struggling up to that point uh, in the game as well. And he stepped up and he did exactly what you, cap- you, you want your captain to be able to do. Having a, a crap game or whatever, 
probably probably that's probably not the right phrase or probably a bit harsh, but not having the best game, still want to step up. It's my responsibility. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna take I'm gonna draw his level. And he did it while slipping and he did it with ease. And I just fantastic. That's exact exactly what I want from a captain. Lead by example. So well done that man. Right, and before we get into the second half, where the, the, the happiness comes in, Greg, um, I think quite a few of us put in the WhatsApp group at half time. How are we level in this game? I, uh, I think when the, when the play standards were in the front foot, really going for it and really the better team, and we don't always seem to find ourselves in the situation that we, we did find ourselves level, but I think that's just down to how far we've came. I think the resilience that Gerard has got in the squad and to be patient rather than to force it. I think a lot of games last season where it would be forced the issue rather than cross up trying different things and trying too hard but I think really just took our time um, and we got our rewards without playing so great but it was just through being patient and through being kind of working to the level which was I think that's why we kind of got and half time at two each um, and that's a big difference from last season. Ah, you know, it definitely shows how far we've came. And, and Scott, you mentioned at the second half you felt you were kind of more in control. Um, I've got slight, feel slightly differently. I feel we didn't really take control of the game until our field's goal. I thought we started the second half quite sloppy. But what was your thoughts? Yeah, you're right. We did start the second half terribly. <laughs> but we <laughs> started the first half. Um, and it was, yeah, we were we, unusually uh, out of shape as well. But mm-hmm. when I think in terms of the second half, I do mean overall. I do think, I do think that um, we never really looked like a goal was coming until probably about the 80th minute when it was glaringly obvious we should, we should have scored a couple more, but we didn't. Um, but I never felt after after the initial five ten minutes, I never felt like we were then going to lose the game. So it was only like we had a platform to build on. And it was, I'm not saying it was an easy watch or a good watch, but uh, the players kind of galvanised, looked at each other and did a team job. Uh, That was probably the most pleasing aspect. I think also for me, the goal on the night, Greg, was that third goal, the Arsfield goal, the build-up play and the finish. It was uh, what you've come to expect from us this season, I suppose. Oh, it was fantastic. It was just, as we've seen Rangers this season, quick football, quick press. And I think it was Kamara had retained possession, then quickly passed to Kent. And just shows you how far Kent's came as well, because it was just so composed, so calm. It wasn't any rush. It was just a pass by. Mm-hmm. Notice where Arfield was, and it was a fantastic finish. And we've noticed that for Arfield as well. He's always seemed to be in the box, beyond the strikers, and just in the position to get the goal. But it was a lot more like us. A lot, it was the first move I'd seen in all game. That was what we've used to be seeing this season. Um, but I can agree with you, man. I think that was when we really took control of the game. Before that, I was kind of nervous. I was like, well, standard, I kind of really started the game. The way we started in the first half. So, but no, that was a great finish for Arfield. Right, we've got a wee comment here. And I'm going to, as we're trying a brand new streaming system, I'm going to see if this works. Let's try it. Um, there we go, Faye. Well, William Martin, um, slow start. How good was their goal at the end? A couple of world-class saves. And that is something, actually, guys, that obviously Roof was through on goal at the end, a couple of other chances. The goalkeeper did kind of actually keep that score down in the end score. 
Because like you say, after the Arfield goal, we we did start to create quite a few chances. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he saved them from getting or making the scoreline look like a hiding. Um, I w- it would have been really unfair for their scoreline to be to have been four or five two, which it very well well near at least one two happen. Um, but yeah, top class save, particularly the one from Barisic. I mean, that I was I was near celebrating that. I don't know how the keeper got to it. Um, tipped onto yeah. the bar. I don't know if anyone noticed, but after the keeper tipped onto the bar, you had Roof that was coming in, right, and the big. Liège defender, he's coming and he's hit his head. He's not, and I'm, I'm sure it's going in, but Roof gets in the way and tries to put it in himself. Yeah, I thought the commentary team made a real big deal of the, the one from Tavernier's free kick, but I thought that was a pretty standard save, to be honest. Um, and the yeah. one from, I think that's probably a mixture of selfishness and poor finishing from Roof rather than. A real quality. Don't get me wrong. If Alan McGregor is making that save as he as he did, um, made made a very good save, it, and it is a very good save. But really, what you're looking for from Roof is just to square the ball uh, and, and just make sure that the, the ball get, ends up in the net. Um, but I'm not going to begrudge a striker from being selfish. No, we're well, talking about strikers and talking about strikers being selfish, um, Greg Alfredo Morelos. I think this season has shown a more unselfish side to his game. Um, and I think in a lot of games, his hold-up play, his link-up play has been re- really good. But obviously, there was a f- couple of times during commentary and at half-time and stuff, they were talking about how he wasn't exactly having the best of games. But what did you, before I have my opinion, what did you make of Morelos' performance tonight? Um, I don't know. I, I think the, f- the first half he was quiet, but in the second half, I thought he was really good. Actually, I thought... Kind of off the ball, especially the amount of free kicks he kind of won in the kind of halfway line and stuff when standards mm-hmm. are really still pushing Rangers and still pressing. I think just him backing in the defenders the way he does and winning free kicks, I thought he was excellent in that aspect. Um, I think obviously he never really had a lot of chances to score, but I think his general all round play and coming back off the ball and wanting to keep possession and get other players into the game, I thought he was excellent in that sense, especially in the second half where we're holding on to a lead and you want to keep lead to get through, obviously. So I think, um, I know, it. I think every other bit of play was excellent. Um, it was really good. One of the biggest frustrations for me, Scott, is, is that when Morelos does something wrong on the pitch, i.e. if he has a huff or he takes a poor touch or he makes a bad pass, it's highlighted. But what never seems to get highlighted is when he gets himself into really good positions in either doesn't receive the pass or the pass is too far in front of him, which happened a few times tonight. Yeah, he's a pantomime villain, isn't he? Every, everyone likes to, to be negative on him. I think he's, he's, he's got this snarling kind of face and everyone just assumes he's in a half. Everyone just assumes he's grumpy. Uh, unfortunately, I think sometimes I've got a similar face like it and it's, it's just one of those things. Um, happy and smiley, and when he scores a goal, he can be happy and smiley. But he's a striker; he wants to score goals. If he's if he's happy not scoring goals, then I think we've got a problem. Um, he he his his game this season has evolved from um, a striker 
because like what used to frustrate the living daylights out of me, he used to shoot from like impossible angles. And okay, one in about 50 used to go in and it used to be a great goal, but it used to be really frustrating. But now you get into the position, he'll, he, he's got the speed to get his head up, make the right pass. But as you say, he's also making the run, the unselfish runs, the ones that he knows that potentially he's not going to get the ball. He's, he's it's like a 20%, 10% chance he's going to get the ball, but he's making the run. He's forcing the defender to think. He's actually making physical contact with the defenders as well when he's making the run. So that knocks him off balance. It knocks the whole back line off balance. And then when you've got players like Ruth, Kent, Aribo, the agile players in and around Arfield making the late runs into the box, it's, it's brilliant. We don't, we, you know... Do, if if we carry on scoring an average of three or four goals a game, do we need need Morelos to really chip in with thirty goals a season? It'd be nice if he did. Mm. But that's that's been a problem the last few years is that, is that we have completely relied on him. So when he's not in that sparkling form, it obviously shows up a little bit more. But but listen, we've got a comment here for uh, Andrew Bluebells, and I'm going to try and get it up for you tonight. Now imagine. What will be like when our strikers start scoring? <laughs> and I think, though, Greg, that's been shown this season that I think our well, our highest scorer obviously is our right back, James Tavernier. But we've got Connor Goldson mm. chipping in the goals, and we've got the midfield chipping in the goals. So we don't need, like Scott just said, our strikers to be banging in goals every week. No, that's it. And the, the, the strength and depth is incredible. News is we've got cover for every position, um, and I think. As Scott was saying there for the wilderness, like players like Kent and Ruth and Goldson coming up for corners and set pieces, then you have got the quality of players that can score the goals and stuff like that. And I think that's mm-hmm. really kind of helped to our success this season. That there's there's no so many players thinking right if Morelos doesn't score, then we're not getting a result. I think it's really boiled into as you say, like players willing to kind of get in position, going right. We need to take responsibility. We need to keep going, and that's I think that's what's happened, and it's really helped us this season. Um, we've also got a comment from our very own Wolf Marshall but it's like an essay so I'm not going to bother reading it the, the basic point is decent, sub, decent use of substitutions tonight which I'll come back to use for in a wee minute Aribo came on for what he considered a relatively ineffective Buffalo which I think is a bit harsh for the old Wolf but he's got a lot more experience and I'm not going to argue and he's a bit mental so um Decent use of substitutions, Scott. I actually felt, and this is obviously why I'm not a manager and I'm just some wee bus driver who sits in front of a camera and talks into a microphone. I felt Gerard actually left it a wee bit late to make the subs. Obviously, we won 3 2, so that sounds stupid, but I felt he could have made subs a wee bit earlier on. Uh, well, I think he used the subs to disrupt the game rather than change the game. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the um, end. So, in terms of uh, as as you say, after the second goal, that's when you felt we started controlling the game. Why would you change change the game or make subs at that point when we're already in control of the game? Because that's only only going to disrupt our flow. When it gets to the last ten five ten minutes of the game, and stand, standard are then throwing everything at you, trying to increase the pace. The last thing that you want when you're trying to increase the tempo and go for a team is then have the referee blow out the whistle, right, okay, substitution, and then two fresh legs comes on. It's not necessarily about the fresh legs. The fresh legs definitely help and give the team a bit of impetus, but it also stops them, right, okay, they've got to then 
you use that extra bit of energy to get the pace up. And I think he used those substitutes really well. Um, it wasn't necessarily to waste, just waste time. I think he, he disrupted the play exactly how he needed to. And I think actually it transpired that near when he made those changes, um, we ended up with a chance shortly after, like maybe not the last one with, uh, when it came on, but yeah. You see, that's why I just sit behind the camera and talk into a microphone, because there you go, you just made me look stupid, Scott. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if, just, just, just finally on individual performances, Greg, and uh, his post-match interview, Gerard spoke about Scott Arfield, and he spoke about, you know, Scott Arfield's in this team when you perform like that. Um, are you surprised at just how well Arfield's done this season? Obviously, he came in for... The injured was it Aribo get injured? Scott came in and he's made that jersey his own now. Uh, so I, think I, I wasn't really surprised because I've seen him at Burnley and stuff like that, and you could see he kind of played a similar way and the, the potential that they kind of win two football with players and get them behind. So when he came in, the Rangers, I thought I've kind of seen this side him before, so I know he's, he's kind of like, but he's just really, really added to it. I think it's kind of brought other Rangers players out their shell as well. I think he's really, really helped. Mm-hmm. Other, even like, like Kamara's got amazing ability himself, but I think with the, the confidence of how good like Arfield and Davis is in the midfield, I think it's really helped can other players. But it, it, it's incredible what he brings. It, it, I, I always think when Rangers are going forward, they can score with Arfield really in the heart. He's seen, the, as I say, the move for the third goal, but just the in, interchange of play and bringing defenders out and stuff like that and getting the balls in behind it makes so much of a difference. And I think so many goals have been happening for Rangers because of him. Um. Right, I, I don't know how to say this, but Scott, Scott's performances, right? Arthur's performances, right, and, and Greg, Greg's talking about it there, you know, what he brings to the team. But he doesn't just bring that kind of a, a attacking movement to the team as well. He also can dig in that midfield as well. And and I've seen, a, there was a move tonight, I think it was Tav had broke forward. Standard had won the ball back, and there was Arfield in the right back position. Yeah, I, I noticed. I know exactly one, which one you mean as well. Um, it, it, it's he's, he's got that tenacity where he just seems to be able to be in the right place at the right time. Uh, what was probably lacking, and probably why people underestimated him, um, was probably I wouldn't say finesse, but like a finishing skill. But he seems—he seems to at the age of like 30, 31, have, have developed this knack of being in and around the box and doing well. But I know what you mean. It's—it's—it's it's, it's like he's also taken another part of his game. And he's learned from Ryan Jack, and Ryan Jack does that really, really well. Being able to mm-hmm. even anticipate danger before we've even lost the ball. Like he just manages to cover, find himself in the right place. Uh, he does the nasty work coming back breaking up play, if he doesn't win it, get in position. Um, he's definitely not one of these players that you, you could actually look and go, okay, well, I can see he might get a bit lazy and he might let us down. No, he's, he gives 100% every single game. And it's, it's, he's an absolute asset. And um, long may his form continue. Oh, absolutely, 100%. And just, just finally then, guys. Gerard also spoke in his, his post-match interview about the character of this team. And if I can just pull this up now, it should, there it is. There's the, the Europa League table as it stands. 
we've qualified with a game to go sitting top of uh, sitting top of the group. Now, if you had said this to us, Greg, three years ago that we qualify from the the first qualifying phase through to the group stages, we'd be top of the group, we would have qualified with a game to go. I'd have called you a madman, but just how far has this team come? Not just player-wise, but under Gerard as well, because I don't think it could be underestimated what an achievement that is. Oh, it's absolutely incredible. So I did you say as well, I would never have thought it have came so far in such a short period of time. But I think just his just his overall presence, who he is, his man management, um, the career he's had, I think has just really helped us. As a whole, he just seems to understand Rangers and what it means to the people um, and just how big a club and how much this it means to everyone. Um, as you say, he's shown the league again there. It's ab- absolutely incredible. The fact that we've drew twice with Benfica and been disappointed, I think he just gets the best out of every individual. He really seems to work hard in the training ground and just he sees the potential in players that maybe people haven't seen before. Um, it's... The, it's incredible. I actually can't believe he's their manager still. You see him still interviewing, you're like, oh, somebody like him is your manager. It's, it's incredible. Um, but it's just exciting. And the buzz back as well as Rangers fans that we've not had for so long. You just, you always go and support your team, but he's just brought that edge back to go that we can achieve something here. We can actually have success and we can mm-hmm. do this. And it's, I still believe it very strongly. You take a game at a time, but you, you feel that within you and I think that's just his personality and the way he goes about his business is just transformed onto the players and the people it's amazing absolutely and I think that's worth just one more look at but but Scott listen we've qualified with a game to go that game obviously is a way to like Poznan now, in the grand scale of things, does it matter what happens in that game? Obviously, we've already qualified, but obviously you would like to win the group because it gives you that little bit more money. But in the grand scale of things, does does that really matter? I mean, obviously, sometimes as well, it's supposed to be if you finish top, you get a slightly easier draw in the next round. But I don't think in a competition like the Europa League, that's always the case. No, I think all the teams are pretty, pretty even. Uh in terms of the teams that, that we could draw for the next round. I mean, if we took last season, for example, um, we we could have won the group, but we didn't. Porto won the group. Uh, and then it transpired that in the next round, they drew by Leverkusen anyway. So all the inevitable was that we stayed in in, in the competition a, a, a round later. Um, in terms of this one, I've, you know, I'm still doing the number gymnastics and... and Looking at the Champions League and seeing who's going to drop in from the Champions League. Um, in Real Madrid. Of, yeah, exactly. I'm looking at Real Madrid. And in terms of possibly drawing them, I'd rather avoid it and get them in the later rounds. But if, if it transpired that we finished second and they finished third in their group and we drew them, I'd be over the moon because fingers crossed we get back into the stadium by then. Uh, but from a financial perspective, I want us to win the group. I want us to progress as far in the tournament as possible. And if, even if being seeded gives that little tiny bit of an edge um, in in doing that, then let's go for it. That said, there's another dynamic to think of here. Um, I would put, prioritise the league ahead of putting top in the group because I don't think we'll get a better chance to qualify 
for the Champions League than we will in the coming summer as long as we win the league. And we that is imperative. And that, that financial aspect uh, that way. I know, absolutely. Absolutely. Blessing gents like that. So it's just going to the half hour. That will do is there. We will be back on Friday, I think for a rabble extra, which we will be discussing the Club 1872 takeover. We might throw in a wee Jack Wilshire, and obviously we'll be previewing the Ross County game. So, Scott and Greg, chaps, thank you very much for giving up your Thursday night when you could be celebrating with a wee beer right now. Thank you to everybody who's watched us, watched us live, and we shall speak to... Oh, I should say, if you're watching live, please do subscribe and like the video and share it with all your pals, because, I mean, we are just all such handsome people. So, thank you very much for watching, and we shall speak to you very, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.